woke. Time to get up. Welcome to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast. I'm your host, Alvin. I just want to say one thing. Happy 2024. Happy New Year, folks. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year celebration. Uh, Y'all had fun. If you were drinking, I hope you stayed safe and everything's good. If you're listening to me right now, you're in good shape. It's a new year. Time for new ventures, new things to do. And we'll talk about more about that later. Today, what I'm going to do basically is a review show of things that happened in 2023. And I thank you guys this morning for being here. If you are listening right now, I urge you to please like, share, and subscribe with your friends. If you enjoy the show today, uh, I'm sure you, others may of your friends, uh, those you may know, may enjoy this show. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that happened in 2000, some news events, and some other good things that happened in 2024, or 23, rather. Uh, so here's where I'm going to start. Uh, there were 650 mass shootings in the United States in 2023. The mass shootings that got the most attention was the Nashville mass shooting where a, uh, a shooter entered the school, shot six people. Uh, including three children. And then there was the shooting in Kentucky where eight people, including one police officer, were killed at a a bank. And one of the shootings of the year that was close to home that affected people here was the Danville school mass, uh, Danville shooting where four young people at a birthday party lost their lives. Um, I just want to state something briefly about this. Mass shootings are a problem in this country. We have a proliferation of gun violence in this country. Uh, And last year, that number right there just says it all. 650 mass shootings. No other country had that many mass shootings last year. Nowhere near as many we have. They have guns in Canada, and I don't think they had more than 20. They may not even have that many mass shootings in Canada. Of course, we do have 350 million people here in the United States. Um, and a large portion of them carry guns. Only 1% to 2% carry the most guns in the state. And a lot of these individuals, especially in these stories, had mental issues. And of the two stories, the first two stories, both of the shooters are dead. Uh, one was a disgruntled employee. The other one was a student, a mentally disturbed student. Um, the Danville shooting is a little different. It is one of those shootings that's an epidemic of our society. These are young men at a party who decided to open fire on each other. And in the process, they killed four people who had nothing to do with whatever was going on. Nothing at all. And other people got hurt. They were at this party. It's people from Danville, Alabama, white, black, kids from high school, friends of this particular person. The, 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 the young lady who's was having the birthday party... Her brother was killed that day. Her brother was killed that day. Um, so mass shootings have a lot of effects on people. Um, there's more victims than just the people who get shot. There's families and friends and all those things. And Like I said, these are just some of the mass shootings that happened. There was another one, I believe, in Michigan where a man went to either Michigan State or uh, Michigan, one of the campuses, and he opened fire on the campuses campus there um it's sad the stories are sad i I had to bring them up now related to this story something that's political maybe you remember this earlier in the year justin jones and justin pearson the two tennessee legislators kicked out of congress for the pro kicked out of the tennessee legislature for protesting the tennessee legislature's lack of response to the nashville mass shooting Both were later returned to the Tennessee State Assembly after their respective districts re-elected them. Now, this is a red state, a gun-toting, gun-loving state. And here are two, we can just say left-wing folks, um, uh, liberal people, who are trying to do good things for people who had, people in Nashville and Memphis were protesting after this shooting that happened, the mass shooting that happened in Nashville. And, of course, the... Nashville legislature had been asked by the governor to do something about it, and they 
for a lack of a better word, pussyfoot around and decided not to do very much at all other than, uh, I believe it was started a death penalty for mass shooters or something like that. They really didn't have a solution to the problem. Now, like I said, both were later returned to Tennessee State Assembly after their uh, respective districts reelected them. Now, remember, they're both Democrats. Uh, there was one other person that was involved in this, but she did not get removed. Now, just remember, Justin Jones and Justin Peterson or Pearson were both black. So there was another issue at hand there. Uh, later in the year, Justin Jones was silenced after supposedly not sticking to the legislative matter at hand. He spoke again about the Tennessee legislature's lack of legislation on the gun issue in the state. And, then, and this was after the governor had called for a special session just to deal with this. And they still refused to. To do anything. That is a problem that we're constantly dealing with. There, there are roadblocks to trying to fix this. Now, I understand people want to have the right to carry guns. I have no problem with it, but we need to do a little bit more regulation because some of these people are slipping through the cracks and they're getting guns. They've had mental issues. They've shown in the past three the suicidal, that they have shown that they can be violent, yet and still they can still get their hands on guns because there's no red, no, no red flag laws in the way. The Supreme Court made several controversial decisions this year. Uh, two of the biggest rulings of the year were SCOTUS overturning affirmative action in college admissions and the Supreme Court denying Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Now, like I said, I'm trying to go over this stuff briefly because, you know, we've already talked about this stuff a hundred times before. Uh, now, like I said, these are two of the roughest things in the world. Now, the effect... Of overturning affirmative action is there will be a drop, probably a drop in black and Latino um, enrollment. Somehow, the particular group that was an Asian American uh, group thinks that this will increase their enrollment in school. We will see if that really happens or if this actually turns out to hurt all minorities in the country. Uh, so, the second one hurt a lot of people it, it, it kind of it goes cross it has it's it's cross borderlines especially those who are still fighting because it is a fact that 90 percent of black people still owe the same amount of money at age 40 that they owed when they were 21 or 22 and got out of college it is hard for them to pay back those student loans you know sometimes these payments are $230 a month, $240 a month. That's on top of your bills for your house, your car, your insurance, uh, medical, uh, and all other expenses that come with it. If you got children, then there's added more expenses. It's like, I get what people are saying. They say, well, I didn't choose to go to college, so I don't see why I'm responsible for it. They went to college, or I saved up money so my kids go to school. But it comes out of our tax dollars, yes, it's true. But you never get those tax dollars back. If people, by the time they turn 40 and 50 years old, still have not paid back into the system, what is the point you're actually making about the fact that, oh, well, I need them to pay up. What you're going to do, go take their house, their car. Uh, a lot of times they'll take certifications and jobs from people. So then they can't pay the loan. That they're, that they're now in default of. That's how silly that is. But that's beside the point. I'm going off about that. That failed this year. Now, Biden has since tried to do some other things to try to get people off, especially people with uh, disabilities, um, people who are serving in the government, those type of things. He's trying to work on doing that. Um, and that has helped some borrowers, not as many as this program would have. Uh, the Supreme Court also ordered several states to re redraw the congressional districts after several states were found to have undercut black voter strength by drawing into one district or splitting their vote into other districts. Alabama, for instance, has seven congressional districts. 27% of the state's population is African American. They had one large district for black voters. They should actually have two. So now they have two. Both of them are about 55-50% um, of black population. Therefore, it gives a, a black people a little bit more strength in those districts. Maybe not that much more. And we'll see how that will turn out in the elections if that changes things or not in those two districts. Um, 
That's if black people show up to the polls and vote. And we will take a short break right here. Be right back. Hey, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to Thought Your World. No speed limit podcast. Without you, this would not be possible. So please, if you're listening for the first time, this is your opportunity to like, share, and subscribe. And I promise the information you get here is 100% original. There is, you know, so much to talk about in the world. And I love to talk about it. And I love to talk about it with you. So please like, share, and subscribe. And if you really like this, and I know some of you really do, make sure you share it with your friends. Again, y'all have a wonderful day. And we are back. Now, I hope your 2023 was great. As I said earlier, uh, we're going to carry on with what I was talking about earlier. Uh, I left off talking about the courts. Now, here's some other things that happened. And most people probably didn't pay attention. The lower courts made controversial decisions on who can bring a lawsuit against voting rights violations and diversity business initiatives. One was in a congressional district that doesn't affect very uh, a lot of people. It does affect people. It's Arkansas, I believe, Nebraska, um, North and South Dakota. That particular district, they shut down voting rights groups or activist groups that bring lawsuits against states for how they draw their congressional districts. This particular lawsuit only affects that prediction. I believe is the 11th congressional district or or 11th circuit court district that it it affects right now. This may go to the Supreme court at some point so they can take a look at this to see if that's really how that's going to end up working out. Uh, Another one was a diversity case that was in the larger Georgia district which includes Alabama, Georgia, and Florida. Um, In that particular case, it has been determined that, uh, or or, or it has, an injunction has been filed against organizations, especially like this women's group here, that was giving black businesswomen opportunities uh, to get grants and things like that. Um, The folks who filed lawsuits against it said that that is illegal, that violates the... uh, uh, violates our laws about of segregation and things like that because it's, it's, it's tied to a specific race or group of people. Uh, that will affect. That could af- seriously affect black businesses and how they get loans in the future. It could curtail the the efforts to increase black business um, and black business activity in in the United States. That's a serious problem that we really need to deal with in this particular case. Uh, hopefully when it gets Supreme Court, that is overturned. Now, moving on to some other topics that happen, and they're government-related. The Republican Party gained the majority in the House in 2023, and this actually turns out to be a funny story. However, it took 15 votes to seat Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Opposition came from more conservative wing, the more conservative wing of the Republican Party, including Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, you got to understand, if these two are in opposition of you, you must be way better than, than anything else because those two are pretty awful. Now, they both voted against McCarthy's nomination. A deal was struck that allowed those same conservatives to have a single call for no confidence. So, guess what happens to McCarthy? McCarthy, he's in control for nine whole months. In the course of that, of course, there came up this the whole thing with the... Uh, uh, trying to get the federal budget passed, and so the government wouldn't shut down. So to avoid a government shutdown, McCarthy made, struck a deal with the Democrats, which basically passed pretty much the bill without too many cuts on it. You know, the, the Democrats did deal away some things, but it pretty much had no cuts in it. And with that deal, he got the Democrats to vote the Republicans, and they passed the bill, got that through Congress. That triggered Matt Gates. Who said, oh, how dare you work with Democrats, pass a bill, and get it through Congress. If our stuff doesn't pass with Republicans only, then there's no way that this is going to work. So after Jim Jordan, after that, he was 
Kevin McCarthy was ousted as Speaker of the House by vote of no confidence from Matt Gates. Um, and uh, like I said, once he gave him a no confidence vote, that he could not, McCarthy could not gain enough votes in the House to keep his seat. So he was out after nine months. After Jim Jordan failed to become Speaker of the House after three no votes, Mike Johnson was finally elected the pos- to the position. So Mike Johnson is the current Speaker of the House. He's basically a nobody. He has, He's a junior member of Congress compared to these other guys. And we will see what will happen with that. So far, he's keeping his seat. And see if that lasts. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll see if that lasts. We'll, we'll just make sure... We'll, we'll see how that goes because there's still a big fight coming over the budget because guess what's coming up again? Another government shutdown because we only we only have these compromises that last for a few months. Instead of putting the budget together for a year, we may have a three-month, a one-month, a six-week, you know, something like that. So another one of these fights is coming up. But Kevin McCarthy announced uh, his retirement, I believe, is in November or October and has vacated his seat as a member of the House. And so now... His seat will be filled by somebody in California at some point uh, when they have an um, emergency election there. Controversial New York Representative George Santos. What can I say about this crook? Uh, <laughs> George Santos, who had been caught in several embarrassing lies about who he was, including ones where he claimed his mother was a victim of 9-11 and then he was Jewish. Jewish, not Jewish, because his folks come from Brazil. Uh, he was removed from Congress after a scathing report came out showing that Santos had misappropriated campaign funds, defrauded voters, spent those funds on spa tri- trips, and believe it or not, his OnlyFans account. Yeah, campaign funds. Yeah, you know, from Democrat, from the Republican Party, and and and, and donors, he spent that money on OnlyFans. Uh, George Santos is facing federal indictments for fraud and campaign finance violations. He's vowed to fight that indictment. He has not yet been convicted of these things, nor is it proved that he's necessarily a liar. But he, you know, he has recanted on several occasions things he said in the past uh, and tried to play those down. And the guy who dominated the political news, who dominated all news for most of the year, Donald Trump. He became the first former president to be indicted. Trump now faces over 200 counts of four, on four indictments from Georgia, Florida, New York, and the United States. Many of the charges stem from, the, uh, from January 6th riots that happened in D.C. And Trump's other attempts to overturn the election, and Trump's falsifying business records to evade paying taxes. He is also included, indicted for mishandling and possession of top-secret documents at his home in Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Trump. I don't really want to get into too much of a conversation about this because I've got an upcoming show where I'm going to talk about some of the things going on with Trump. But, you know, he dominates the news. Everybody's like, why is Trump right now considered the front-running candidate. For one thing, every time you turn on the news, whether good, bad, whatever, terrible, most of it's bad, most of it's terrible that he's done, he is on the news. Biden, when you see him, he gets one second bite where he's walking out of a plane real slow, and he turns his head and he says something. People are like, look at that old man. That's, that, that's the one who's dominating the news. They cannot get Biden to dominate the news like Trump does. Every time you turn on CNN, every time you turn on ABC, CBS, every time you turn on MSNB, Trump, 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 Trump. That's why people are not watching the news. 2023, Trump dominated the news. Everything was about Trump. Trump this, Trump that, Trump this, Trump went here, Trump went there, Trump stole from here, Trump peed in his pants. You know, you heard all the stories all year long. It was all about Donald J. Trump. So I've said Trump too many times already, and I'm going to do a story because you know what? People like to talk about Trump for whatever reason, and I'm sure people are tired of talking about Trump. I wish he would just go away, but he's not going to go away because we're going to keep talking about him. 
And right now, he looks like the front runner, according to polls, even among young people. Young people who don't even know who's running. Because guess what? Every time they turn on the TV, what name do they see? Turn on uh, SNL, what person do they see? Yeah, Donald J. Trump. Anyway, enough of my ranting and raving. Again, the man is facing several indictments. Especially the, the ones that bothered me the most are the top secret files. And the fact that this man has been running around the country claiming the election was stolen literally caused a riot that went into the capital of the United States with this lie. You got people all over the place, even people that work for him saying that, who investigated this said that that is a lie. Yet, here we are, 2024, we're talking about Donald Trump running for president again, possibly being president. He, this man was... Um, of course, the Congress um, impeached him twice. And you can say, well, that was the Democrats. You're right. They were Democrats. They impeached him twice. The second time was because of January 6th. He never was removed. He left office. He went to Mar-a-Lago and acted a fool. <laughs> kept secrets there. And he kept on talking about the election, this, that, and that, and that, and that. Decided to run for another, again for office, even though a lot of his own family was like, yo, we hitting the highway. We're not part of this campaign. You're on your own. Um, let's turn away from the news for a minute because, you know, the news just gets tired after a while. There's still some other news stories I want to talk about, but let's talk about this story that was in the media that happened not too far from where I live. Um, the Montgomery River Boat Brawl was the internet sensation of 2023. Y'all remember that? So, a riverboat co-captain, Damien Pickett, was trying to get a pontoon boat Moved from the mooring location for the riverboat that he worked for. I, I forgot what's the name of the Harriet 2. The Harriet 2. When he was approached and suddenly attacked by the occupants of that riverboat. Now Pickett, who is a black, black man, can clearly be seen being attacked by the men, all of whom happened to be white, that was on the pontoon boat. Several people, including this young man that everybody talks about, the man who did the Aquaman jumped in the water, swam across from the from the riverboat, swam to the docks, and got involved in the situation to protect him. Engaged the men, and and so several other men engaged the men at the at the pontoon boat to help the captain. At this point, a brawl ensued. You could see two, you could see the two men, two men. And one woman thrown in the river, and one of the defenders used a folding chair to exact justice on the pontoon occupants. The pontoon occupants were later charged with assault, with at least one of them already ha having pled guilty. Now, this is the sad part about that story. Several months later, three or four months later, Bickett himself was also charged with third-degree assault after one of the occupants of the boat claimed that Pickett touched and pushed him. Uh, now, as far as I know, the man with the folding chair was was also indicted, but his charges have been dismissed by the judge, I think. Let me find out if that's true. He may not have been dismissed, but there's a legal defense fund for him. Pickett did not have a legal defense fund. This, this is where it all started with Pickett, because he was the one that was jumped on. He was the victim in this situation, yet somehow one of the offenders has now charged him with assault. I hope the judge drops those charges like they do with the folding chair guy. Um, so in September, Steve Perkins of Decatur, Alabama, was uh, getting back to a sadder story. Uh, Steve Perkins of Decatur, Alabama, was shot and killed by the police officers while trying to stop a repo man from taking his car. According to Perkins' family, the car note was up to date. A video was later released showing... The officers fired on Perkins immediately after telling Perkins to get on the ground. The three officers were subsequently fired by the mayor and another officer, and another officer was suspended. So, uh, right now, the Alabama Law Enforcement Association investigates the case and has turned over its findings to the Morgan County District Attorney's Office. Morgan County is where uh, Decatur is. The case uh, is under review to possibly be sent to the Morgan County Grand Jury. And uh, 
I've been studying that case. I watched the video. In the video, you can clearly see the guy approaching somebody, and all you hear the police say is, get on the ground, boom, 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 boom. Didn't even give him a chance to change. According to one of the officers, the gun was pointed at him. I never saw that in the video clearly where the gun was pointed at him, uh, so I don't know if that's the case or not. I do know that this gentleman had a gun with a light on it, and the police claimed that that gun was pointed at him, so he shot him. I don't know if that's the case or not. Maybe he was startled and turned around because he didn't know who that was that was coming up on him. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, this case is being followed. There have been several protests in Decatur, Alabama. Um, let's keep up with this case because Alabama is notorious for making these cases disappear. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes good things happen. I told you a story a couple of years ago about Vincent, Alabama, um, where they just basically fired the entire police department, shut down the police department. I don't know if they've since restarted their police program. I know that the Shelby County Sheriff's Department was taking care of them for a while. But Alabama is notorious for always for taking the law enforcement. So this is one of those states where we love the police. We love the blue. You know, they got uh, vote blue, you know, vote for the blue, take care of the blue. They got some flags all over the place. So when the cops are wrong, they're wrong. Right. So if they were wrong in this case, they deserve uh, to be convicted. If they're not, let that be fairly determined in the courts that they were not in the wrong. Okay. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Justice for Perkins. Y'all heard me hear loud and clear. Justice for Perkins. Okay. Another story that hit the news, and this is really close to home, not, not too far from my territory, was Carly Russell. Now, Carly Russell, if y'all remember, was this young lady that went missing after traveling on I-459, which is a, a bypass on the southern end of the Birmingham metro area. Um, she went missing. Um, she, there was a video showing her get out of the car on the freeway. It looked like she walked around in the car. She never comes back to the car. Police pull up to the car. They find the car. They're abandoned. Uh, they start questioning. They find out who the person is, but they don't see the person there. Uh, Carly shows up, I think it was 24, 48 hours later, she shows up at her parents' house. Uh, she said she was at some house, and, he's, and this man who with red hair and some other woman were keeping her head there, and this woman was playing with her hair and all this stuff. And she claimed that they, they think that they unclothed her and took pictures of her and did things like that to her. Then she didn't say that she was sexually assaulted or anything like that, but she did say she took nude photos and so on and so forth. Um, she looked disheveled. Her family was saying, hey, hey, let's give her a chance, you know. And, and people were going around looking for these two people. They, were, they went out looking for these two people, never found anything. And the video evidence does not show anyone else in the video but Carly. So Hoover police start putting things together. <clears throat> Excuse me, Hoover, which is a, a suburb of Alabama, of Birmingham. I say Alabama, of Birmingham. Uh, the Hoover police, which is a larger sur suburb, uh, start putting two and two together. Start doing putting the case together. Found out that Carly Russell faked her own kidnapping for attention. Now she was later arrested and has been convicted on the felony for filing a false report. Uh, and I think one other charge. Either way, she serves probably about two months in jail or a month in jail, but she's on community service, things like this. Carly Russell did damage to her own life in that way. Now, another story from earlier in the year, but this is one of the most... This is where we talk about a miracle right here. And I want to talk about this story before I get into the, the more serious story of the year, talking about the wars that's going on. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, y'all remember the guy from, uh, the Buffalo Bills backup safety who was kind of getting a lot of playing time because of injuries. He takes a hit in the chest and he had to be revived three times for an emergency personnel on the field. Three times. So this man took several months of recovery. Guess what? Praise God. This man was back on the field in July. He is currently playing with the Buffalo Bills, maybe in a limited role, but he is currently playing with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they are looking like they're going to be in the playoffs this year. All I can say is blessings to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family. I hope that continues to be a blessing for him and that he continues to recover. Uh, uh, 
from those injuries. When we come back, we will talk about the wars because we got to talk about those. Uh, but we'll return in just a moment. I know one story you guys all forgot about this year, and that's the story of Tyree Nichols, the young man who in Memphis was beaten by the special task force uh, after he, after a traffic stop. Apparently, it, after the first traffic stop, he took off and ran uh, after police officers tased and maced themselves. Uh, he took off and ran, and when the second group of police officers uh, caught up with him, they basically beat the man down in the street nearly to death. Um, also, the medical workers there did not attend to him, Tyree Nichols. Um, it was later discovered that one of the officers may have been dating a girl that Tyree Nichols uh, allegedly was also involved with, um, either former or current girlfriend, one or the other. Uh, that may have been the case. Do not know the full details of that. That was something that came out in the case. Uh, now, again, I have to say alleged because these police officers have not been convicted of the beating, but all of them have been dismissed from the police force and the um, um, first responder medical medical aid people who were there who did nothing for Tyree Nichols. They have all also been fired and released from their jobs. Uh, again, we have to say alleged, even though we clearly saw on the video what looked like a man being beat to death in the street have to say that for legal reasons because these unions do like to come after people who talk about those particular cases so it seems like we have forgotten about that case there have been other events and that other officers have been fired since that video uh most of the video you saw all the black officers all those officers were fired up front there was a couple of white officers that were fired along with one of the uh workers that was white the captain on the scene for the medical workers was fired she was a black woman um this only says one thing. It's not always about race as we think of race. Uh, it could be about race in other ways because our own people can be prejudiced against each other based on what's historically happened to us. And we can be frustrated with situations like crime and things like that. And this man who supposedly committed no crime, you know, they're trying to claim that he tried to get away, that it was something that happened in a previous uh, situation. He spit on somebody, you know, he spit on somebody. He like, he wanted to fight, so on and so forth. They said all the things in the video. Anyway, that was one of the first stories that happened in January other than DeMar Hamlin and other stories like that. Um, it was a sad, sick story, and I, I almost forgot about that story, but I had to go back and do it. And that's sad that I forgot about it because it's something that I always work on. These are things that I work on. But I want to bring this back up so we can remember that this happened to that person, just like what happened to Mr. Perkins in Decatur. This also happened. That's why we have to seek justice for people who are mistreated and abused by police. We don't want to do what Trump says. He says he wants to give indemnity to police to just be at will to do things like they've done to Tyree Nichols. To just beat people and kill them on the street. To show them no mercy. I, I refuse to uh, invest in such things. Um, yeah. So that's the end of that story. Yeah, it's Lawrence And we are back. Let me tell you what. 2023, I had my own share of personal conflicts that I had to deal with. Um, made up with family and friends. Did a lot of things this year. Uh, but I never got to the point where I was just so angry that I continued fighting with people. Or, or in the fact that there were several things going on in our house that needed to be taken care of. They, they, that caused conflict. We finally got those things settled. That being said, last year, globally, was one of conflicts, major conflicts around the world. And the U.S. had its hands in several spots at one time. Let, let me talk about the one that happened most recently and is affected by other wars. But let's, let's start here with Hamas militants launched an assault into western Israel near the Gaza Strip using paragliders and launching missiles and drone strikes. Over a thousand Israeli citizens were killed or wounded, including both military and civilians. 
More than 200 people have been kidnapped. Several hundred women were raped and mutilized. I condemn those actions of Hamas, and I'm letting you know that up front, including about 20 or so American citizens were taken hostage. Now, Israel has launched a major military campaign into Gaza vowing to destroy Hamas once and for all. This is the words of Netanyahu. Um, <coughs> excuse me for a second. Uh, 30,000 Palestinians have been killed in the fighting, including many children, which is the majority of Gaza's Palestinian population. Now, here's my issue. I get it, 1,000 people are killed, but 30,000 Palestinians for 1,000 people? I understand you want to destroy Hamas, but it's like reckless abandonment. The world has called for a ceasefire. America has asked, uh, has only asked Israel to cut back and scale back their war. But the world is calling for a ceasefire now for humanitarian reasons so that people get food, water, and medical treatment as necessary. Yet Hamas, I mean Israel and the IDF have decided to continue their war. Israel's in battle Prime Minister Netanyahu now says that the war could continue in Gaza for the next year. Let me tell you something that has happened since then. Meanwhile, while the American president is bypassing Congress to send one point or one hundred million dollars in ammunition and weapons to Israel to continue this fighting, South Africa has went to the world court to the international courts and filed uh has filed charges against Israel claiming that they are uh, now committing genocide against people in Gaza. I don't blame South Africa for doing that at all. Like I said, I don't like what Israel is doing with this war, how they are conducting the war, and I understand why, because of Hamas, that they, they feel they have to. It's something I was thinking about earlier. I said, what if we just wanted to, we just decided to arrest all the Republicans because of what the MAGA Republicans or the right-wing Republicans in the party are doing? Or what if we decided to to put all Democrats in jail because of what we feel like the progressives or the the left wing of the of the Democratic Party is doing. We, we blame everybody because that is a part of them. So we blame them. So like when I look at these 30,000 people, especially children who I, I believe would not have anything to do with what Hamas, these grown men, some of them teenagers, yes, but grown men are doing. I don't think they have a part in that. So... If you think about the size of Gaza, Gaza is approximately 24 square miles about the area of Cleveland, Ohio. It's no bigger than the area of Cleveland, Ohio. And it has a population of over 2 million people about the population of Nebraska. According to Netanyahu, it will take a year for his forces to, 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 uh, to finish this war. I don't know what it's going to look like. They're already, they've bombed 60 to 50% of the place to, to the ground. They said there's underground tunnels. These bombs aren't hitting these underground tunnels, obviously. Um, so they've got to go and get into these underground tunnels and get and fish Hamas out. They've killed, I believe, one of the, the militant leaders uh, or several of the militant leaders and captured several others. Guys, this, this war is going to keep going on and on and on, unfortunately, for the people of home. I hope there is relief, and I pray that there is relief. I, I pray that there's a ceasefire. I pray, pray that the hostages return home and the war ends soon. I don't know if that will happen. Um, it is becoming, it's spreading like wildfire because the Houthis, in Yemen, you know, the Iranians have something to do with Hamas. Okay, they're they're acting up. So what they've done is that they're they're you know they're backing Hamas and their their efforts. They say, hey, we had nothing to do with them once in this attack, but we we're okay with it. So it's like the proxies of the Iranians. The militants are firing missiles on the American soldiers in Iraq, and by and they're also firing soldiers. Uh, the the Houthis down in Yemen are now attacking. Uh, boats, uh, civilian uh, shipping craft in the Red Sea, and America's having to return fire and fight back with those guys. And now I, I hear that they're launching airstrikes in Yemen. Um, that's been an ongoing problem that the United States shouldn't have gotten in years ago, but that's beside the point. Uh, speaking of a war that's right across on the other side of the Red Sea, 
The civil war in Sudan began this year between the Sudanese armed forces and the militia group known as the Rapid Support Force. Now, these two guys at one point worked together against the... You remember the genocide that happened in Sudan? They worked together to establish a government uh, and fight that, that group that was causing the genocide in Sudan. Now... The two leaders of this group can't get along with each other, and they're fighting over who's in who's in charge and how 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 the law is going to work. Everything. So, about twelve thousand Sudanese people have believed to have lost their lives in the conflict that will stretch well into two thousand twenty-four. In fact, Khartoum, uh, which is if you know anything about ancient Egypt and ancient times, that was an ancient city in in, in Upper Egypt or uh, in in the area that it was part of. Uh, uh, the Nubian part of Egypt, um, Khartoum. There are over. There were several thousand people killed when they was house to house fighting. They went door to door. I believe four thousand people. So four thousand of the twelve thousand died there. But because of this conflict, which will stretch well into two thousand twenty four, maybe twenty five, twenty six, because the world is too busy paying attention to not only the conflict here, but I'll talk about Ukraine in a second. But the, the the conflict in Ukraine, Sudan is small, uh, is insignificant, I guess, for some people. For me, it's a major conflict. Because of this conflict, millions face possible famine and starvation in the region. And um, it's not the only conflict that's nearby. It's, what's happening in Sudan is also a problem with what's happening in, in Congo, what's happening in Eritrea and in Ethiopia. Uh, it's an ongoing conflict over these different groups and, and a lot of this has stems back from the time of colonialism. So, uh, of course, we have to talk about the war in Ukraine, which has been going on since 2022. Uh, the spring Ukraine, this spring, the Ukrainians launched a major offensive against Russian forces in eastern and southern Ukraine, hoping to push Russian forces back and possibly take back Crimea, the Crimean, Crimean. Peninsula from Russia, which has occupied that territory since 2014. And their last invasion of Ukraine, uh, in their last invasion of Ukraine, the major offensive later stalled due to tough Russian defenses and a lack of air power. Part of the problem with the Ukrainian forces is this. They've only been getting piecemeal from the West. West is like, oh, I see a problem. Now I can give you the weapons. Oh, I see a problem. Now I need it. Instead of saying, hey, look, here's everything you need. Now go fight. The West is piecemeal and getting things. Like now, they're just now getting F-16s. They've had a problem. They didn't have the proper air power to fight back. Hopefully with the F-16s, they will have proper air power to fight back. But then again, that's going to slowly trickle in. So it's going to take time to build up. And now it's winter in Ukraine. So fighting is kind of slowing down. And this this is the time of year when the Russians just start lobbing missiles. And these attacks lately have been pretty vicious. Some more conservative Western nations began to question their fur, further support of the war efforts, including the United States. And Biden's multi-million dollar war package, or should I say multi-billion dollar war package, was stalled in Congress or has stalled in Congress uh, Viktor Orban of Hungary, a major Putin ally, is holding up EU funding for Ukraine as well. In recent developments, the Russians are launching major offensives against Ukrainians and have continued to launch rocket and missile attacks against Ukrainian cities. So that war is still going on even into 2024. So, slowly getting to the end here, guys. I know this has been a long show. Uh, but let's talk about this. Uh, Y'all remember Don Lemon, right, that was on CNN? Well, you know, he got canned this year. He got fired. Um, he gets fired from CNN after comments about Nikki Haley, which he talked about her being a woman past her prime and that she wasn't in her prime anymore. And that upset even the women on the set. So that got him fired. But he also also came after Ramamsway. Ramaswamy, sorry. Ramaswamy. He came after Ramamswamy. And apparently during this exchange where Ramamswamy Ramama Swami made some false statement talking about how the Second Amendment rights help get black people their uh, their rights in this country, their their uh, civil rights in this country, when they really help white people keep their foot on the neck of black people. That's what the Second Amendment rights did. Have you ever seen any of those pictures of lynching? Uh, anyway, and during those comments, Don Lemon said something, whatever race you are or wherever you come from or something like that, 
that was one of those things that got him suspended for a while. Um, so then Don Lemon was actually let go by CNN this year. Don Lemon was their major board in primetime. They then switched into daytime. Then after they got rid of him from daytime, it was over with. Uh, Tucker Carlson, on the other hand, I'm kind of happy this firing happened. I'm, re- I'm not kind of. I'm way happy this happened. Tucker Carlson is fired from Fox News after he refuses to stop repeating election lies. That happened this summer. I was actually so happy about that. Fox must pay over $2 billion to Smartmatic for its fraudulent claims that Smartmatic machines were rigged to make Trump lose. You know, hey, and then they got another lawsuit they're facing where I think it's another $1.5 billion or something like that. Anyway, that was coming up uh, with the Dominion machines, and they're going to have to pay that too. So Fox is going to be out of a lot of money, and uh, Tucker Carlson couldn't keep his mouth shut. As a part of the lawsuit, Fox had to silence or part ways with Tucker Carlson. They ended up having to part ways because Tucker Carlson proceeded to talk about the same election lies following the decision in the case anyway and was fired the next day. Good job. Thank you, CNN, for stepping up to the plate on that one. That's the only thing y'all stepped up to the plate on. And you're just a lousy network with fake news like most of these news networks. Um... The last thing I want to talk about, and I won't take a break here. We'll do this. I'm sorry to end on a sad note. I'll try to say something happened after that. There were several people who died last year. There were several people, uh, famous people that died last year. Sinead O'Connor, age 56. Uh, If you remember Sinead O'Connor, she's the Irish singer who became popular during the 90s. Her songs, you know, she had a unique, she shaved her head. She's very politically motivated, you know, nothing compares to you that actually was written by prince but that was one of her major hits of the uh of that time um she died uh this year um if you also remember she had some controversy said something about the pope the pope is evil or something like that and that kind of destroyed her career uh tina turner everybody knows tina turner you know if you've seen the you've seen the story you know uh, about her and Ike and Turner uh, and all the things that she went through. She even did a documentary about her life, uh, how her life turned around and uh, how she became, she, she grew her own name and her, her own fortune. Um, Tina Turner is one of the greats of all time. And I love Tina Turner, man. I love to watch her dance. I love her music. I know my grandfather was tickle pink about her <laughs> for a different reason. Won't go into that here. Uh, one of those deaths that happened this year is Henry Kissinger. He was a hundred years old. Most young people don't even know who Henry Kissinger is, but he, you know, he was the architect of ending uh, the Nixon administration for getting us out of the Vietnam War. Um, he was also a person who was prolific in killing a lot of people during that time as well, because he increased the bombing campaign to force the Vietnamese to the table. Uh, Matthew Perry, Friends, if you ever watch the show Friends, if you've seen some of those little silly movies, uh, what was the whole nine yards? I think that was one of his movies. Uh, Matthew Perry died this year at 54. Andre Brower, if you ever watch the show Homicide, Life on the Streets, or uh, what was the other show? It was a comedy show. Anyway, he played a police officer in both of those shows. He was this dramatic actor, was very capable of what he did. He played another thing. I think the other show was on the the Wire and other shows like that. He died this year. Uh, Lance Riddick, 60. Uh, I remember him from Luke Cage, but he was also on The Wire, and I believe he was currently on another show where he was he was uh, was was the main actor on the show. You know, this is another guy. His face is around. He's been around and acting since the 70s, 80s. Uh, he died this year. Jimmy Buffett. Don't really. That's not my type of music. If you're in the country music, that old swing, he kind of was in that Johnny Cash style. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. He died this year at 76. Uh, they talked about it. It's been all over the news. Sandra Day O'Connor, 93, first uh, woman to the Supreme Court, stood up for uh, Roe versus Wade. Now they've overturned that. They kind of hurt a legacy by overturning that. Uh, Diane Feinstein, 90. We all know that she was getting sick in Congress. We watched that she was deteriorating and she finally passed away. Uh, but Diane Feinstein died this year. 
Richard Roundtree, popular actor, died. Raquel Welch. Man. Uh, if you look at them old photos, that's one fine woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, my, my wife's probably sitting over there on the couch about to beat the hell out of me for saying that. But she was one fine woman. She was. Raquel was a very beautiful lady. Uh, Bob Barker, longtime host of The Price is Right, finally died this year at 99. But, gosh, he was something else. He was a firecracker. Richard Belzer, 78. Cindy Williams, 75. Susan Summer, 76. Pat Robinson. Ah, hmm. Let me talk about this controversial man for a second. You know, he was on that. He, he had that show, the CBN, the Christian Broadcast Network. He was a Christian. He was asking for donations. He ran for president as a Republican and didn't care what came out of his daggone mouth, pretty much. Um, Black Lives Matter was terrorist. Uh, some other things he said. He was he was just that one individual. You just like whatever. Right. Uh, I still say I'm sorry for to his family. Uh, I'm sure they mourned his loss this year. Uh, Rosalind Carter died also, uh, wife of President Carter, who himself is currently ill, possibly terminal. Uh, She died this year. She was 96 years old. So I just wanted to briefly mention those and go past the sad point. So to conclude the show today, let's say something happy. So I said something on my video the other day. I said, I'm not making a big New Year's rep, uh, resolution. My thing this year is care. Care is a, a big word, but it's small things like care about yourself, care for others. Just learn to care more this year. So I just said this year is care. Care is my goal this year, to care, period. I, I'm a person who, who loves helping others, who loves giving to others. I've always done that, but sometimes I need to care more about myself and the things I need as well. Um, I've had to change my setup for this show. I have to put more effort into it in different ways. That's why I'm sitting here today talking to you. This is the longest show I've done in a while. Probably the last long show for a while. But um, just this year, I just want you to take your time out, care, love one another. Hey, let's think about the happy things that could happen this year. Make this year a blessing to you. Don't set super big goals. If you want to work out, just work out. Start walking. Don't even worry about going to join that gym that you're not going to pay for every month. I did that last year, and I'm still I still got that gym. I went half the year, so I'm gonna try to go back. But uh, that's beside the point. My whole thing is this: fight the good fight this year. Um, do small things. Get there to the get where you want to go. Set your financial goals. Uh, take a good vacation, relax. Don't let this world take you down. Uh, take time off when you need to get away from others when you need to. And if you're like me, pray. The number one thing I tell everybody is pray, 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 and keep praying because all the other stuff you're doing doesn't matter if you don't pray. And people always say, well, prayer means you're not doing anything. Well, if you're not praying, you're definitely not doing anything. So pray first, then move on and do what you have to do in your life on a daily basis. Getting your personal space with God. Um, because having a personal relationship with God will 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 make your life better. I don't care if you're physically ill, if you're sick, you're poor, you're distressed right now. Having that personal relationship with God, with God can build up your strength and your joy in your heart, no matter what situation and circumstance you are in this year. Um, I'm going to say this last thing. I'm going to say God bless you. Peace. And y'all have a good year. And that's the end of today's show. Peace out. You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.